Welcome into Drilling Deeper, a Pitt and Corey podcast. I'm Editor-in-Chief Kevin Yannick. With me is Managing Editor Jack Kapansky. We're with Pitt and Corey Magazine, a trade publication published monthly, serving the construction aggregates industry. Crushed Tone, Sand and Gravel is our forte. And, and Jack, it's exciting that we've arrived to this day. We're recording episode one of Drilling Deeper, a Pitt and Corey podcast. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm I'm super excited to be here. This is something you know we've been we've been working on for a while, and we'll talk a little bit about that here once we get going. But uh, yeah, been a lot of a lot of work and preparation and planning put into this, and exciting that the day's finally here that we're recording episode one. Traditionally, those who get bitten, Corey, consume it as a print magazine. As I mentioned, we publish and distribute monthly. We have supplements that go out in tandem with those, and and. That's the history of Pitt and Quarry. I mean, we go all the way back to 1916. There was no digital media in 1916, and and it's crazy. Since 2016, we've probably seen the advents of, of so much stuff. You know, social media has take, go, gone to different levels. Um, and here we are doing a podcast. It's not something I necessarily would have thought I'd be a part of when I joined Pitt and Quarry 11 years ago, and maybe even for you two years ago, Jack. But it seems like podcasts, you know, if you're doing media now, you need to be in this space. And, and that's a reason why we are here is because our readers – our consumers of media, they aren't just readers really anymore. You know, they're taking in Pitt and Quarry in their mailbox when they get their print copy. They're they're going on our website. They're consuming our content via social media, our e-newsletters, and now via podcasts. So it's a continuously changing media world, and, and Pitt and Quarry, we're always wanting to be on the cutting edge of that. Yeah, and I think you hit the nail on the head there, Kevin. You know, we we, we do so much different stuff in so many different ways for, for readers and those interested in the industry to uh, – to take in our content. And, you know, I think if you look at some of the, some of the stuff we do in multimedia already, where, you know, we have our, our road to prosperity interviews that we'll record and, you know, we will we'll post snippets of that, post the full things of those um, as well as, you know, doing videos from trade show floors, from our booths, from, you know, advertisers booths um, you know, th- this kind of seemed like the natural next step. And, and to your point earlier, I think you're right. You know, this wasn't something that I think was even, a thought of a thought when I, when I started here. So to see, to see this kind of really develop over the last year or so has been, has been really exciting. And I think it's, you know, it's, it's a new challenge for the both of us. It's something that, you know, neither of us are really, um, you know, I've ever really done before. So I think it's going to be good for us to not only find a, find a new medium to, to talk about Pitt and Quarry and to spread, to spread the news and spread what we're, what we've got going on, but also, you know, just, uh, just another another means for people to to hear from the authority on aggregates and technology. Yeah, and when we were discussing this behind the scenes, you know, we have a small team at Bitten Quarry, put our heads together and figured out well, if we're going to do a podcast, we don't want it to just be what you're seeing in the magazine, what you're consuming elsewhere, but but the idea here and you can kind of see it in our our podcast name drilling deeper is, you know, Jack and I, you know, we're out in the field, we're talking to people, you know, whether it's aggregate producers, equipment manufacturers and dealers, people with intelligence and knowledge to impart on to our readership, you know, so we're gathering that and not everything that we gather necessarily appears on the pages of the magazine on the website. There's so much more depth to what it is you and I capture regularly. And the podcast here is really a format or a medium, as you say, to, to kind of go a little bit deeper, to drill a little bit deeper onto the, the things that we're picking up on for you and I to kind of share our takes on things, offer a little bit more analysis and, and put a little bit of a different spin on on what you take in normally with Pitt and Quarry. Yeah, you know, and, and obviously this is only episode one, but, you know, we've got plenty of ideas and different things that that we hope to eventually bring bring our listeners, you know, be it 
be it snippets from interviews we have, be it, you know, interviews directly from different trade shows and different state association shows we go to. So yeah, to Kevin's point, this is going to sort of take what we've been doing and hopefully provide, provide some extra content, some extra value, and hopefully some extra information for, for anyone that's listening. So I think this is hopefully the start of what's going to be, um, you know, hopefully a staple for Pitt and Corey moving forward and hopefully a, uh, a trusted source of information for our listeners and readers. Now we have our core audience readership that's, you know, verified. We go through an audit process on the magazine to make sure that we're setting the magazine to actual crushed stone sand and gravel producers. One thing that kind of happened with the advent of digital media is that anybody can access Pitt and Corey. You don't necessarily have to be qualified and you can go onto our website. You can go onto Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and consume the things that we're putting out there as Pitt and Corey. I think this is another opportunity for us to reach, you know, whether it's kids or people who are interested in construction, people who don't know about aggregates to, to learn a little bit more about what it is our industry does. And we're going to be getting into that in the episodes to come bring in guests to talk about what our industry does because people, quite frankly, the public generally doesn't know what the aggregate industry is. And, um, you know, I know Jack, you and I've talked offline too, when we started at Pitt and Corey, you know, my starting point goes all the way back to 2012 and you know you've been with us for two plus years but i remember sitting in in the uh one of the meeting rooms at our former parent company that had pitt and Corey under its fold and i was asked you know you want to cover the aggregate industry do you know what that is and i kind of you know bs my way through that answer I, I didn't know what aggregates was and you know i was almost 30 years old i mean i knew what a quarry was he told me what sand and gravel was but um the fact that you know, the very name that our industry kind of goes by primarily aggregates the fact that, you know, I didn't know that maybe I'm uneducated, maybe I'm stupid, but I think in a way that kind of reflects what, what uh, the general public knows about our industry. And, and hopefully our podcast can you know, not only reach those who, who need information to do their daily jobs, you know, in pits and quarries, you know, and on the manufacturing and dealer front, but just spread awareness of what our industry does. Yeah, no, and I, I can definitely echo those sentiments. I remember sitting in my interview with you and our publisher, Rob Fulop, who we'll hope to have on, um, you know, in a future episode to kind of introduce himself, talk about his role with the magazine. I remember sitting in my interview with you, too, and, you know, I, I made a point to say, like, hey, this seems like a great place to work. You seem like great guys. I don't know anything about pits or quarries. I know I know about marble quarries. That's about it. And then, you know, obviously that's a, a pretty – a pretty sharp departure from, from what we do. But, you know, if you'd have told me, you know, five years ago when I'm getting out of college that I'd be writing about crushers, screeners, excavators, all the different types of equipment and technology that goes into the aggregates industry, much less if you would have told me I would have been writing about aggregates. Like you said, I had no idea what that entitled and really the importance that it has in our day-to-day lives. I, you know, I would have, I would have said you were crazy. So it's been a, it's been a very interesting two years for me getting to learn it. I'm obviously you've been here, as you mentioned, for, for about 11 years. And, um, you know, it's just, it's a very, it's a very sharp departure from kind of what we've done before, but, uh, definitely, definitely a very, a very enjoyable and very fruitful, uh, spot to be in. Yeah, Jack and I, we actually have similar paths into the aggregate industry to Pitt and Quarry. So when you think about it, when you're a young kid, you gravitate toward the things that you like, toward the things that you see. And for Jack and I, that thing, that obvious thing was sports. Um, Jack and I both have histories with careers that started in in sports, not necessarily in the NFL or, or MLB or anything, but you know, on the lower end of the totem pole with high school sports. Um, and I think we kind of just learned – through a little bit of experience in that end of things that, that uh, it's not necessarily a sustainable or a long 
lasting career that you could have as a, a sports writer. But, you know, we discovered business media, we discovered Pitt and Quarry and, and, you know, I haven't turned back. I, again, thinking back to when, when I was sitting there with, with Rob Fulop, who was interviewing me 11 plus years ago, and he's asking me about aggregates. I think my first thought was, I just need to get a job. I, I need a better job. And, you know, maybe I'm going to bounce out of here and, and, uh, you know, find something else. But, but, you know, what I've learned about our industry is that it has great people, you know, it's continuously changing. It's underappreciated. And, you know, Pitt and Quarry plays a role in, in making our readers do their jobs better, you know, train their staffs more thoroughly, hopefully work safer. Um, so for you and I, you know, I don't think when we were young kids you know, reading the newspaper or watching ESPN that we thought Pitt and Quarry was going to be our home someday. But lo and behold, here we are, Jack. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I think you talk about that education front and you talk about, you know, not really knowing about it much as a young kid. And I think that's, you know, again, as you mentioned, a topic we'll, we'll certainly be getting into in future episodes. And I think a common theme around this industry that we'll probably be talking about a lot as we move forward uh, with this podcast. But I remember at the first, the first Pitt and Quarry roundtable I was a part of back in some, summer of 2022, I remember there was a, uh, there was a manufacturer that was was talking at the round table and we were talking about how to get more people involved in the industry and how to you know better educate people on the importance of aggregates and sort of dispel some of the poor reputation that the industry has and he he gave an anecdote that I I I don't know if I'll ever forget because it was so it was so well said and such an accurate metaphor where he says to this day he still cuts up the rings from Gatorade bottles from Coke cans because there was a PSA or there was an ad campaign when he was a kid to save the turtles. And that's all you saw. So it, this, this now subconscious thing he has comes from this public message that was put out and reinforced so much when he was younger. And, you know, his point was if there's a way that we could do that with the aggregates industry to really show the importance, to show what it really is to dispel rumors and hopefully get the correct idea out there when when you know when when people are young and when they're still learning um you know hopefully that can be spark some long-lasting change within the industry um because again i i I remember i took some maybe a geology class or two but i certainly never never learned about mining rock or crushing rock or anything like that so it's just a it's an opportunity that i think is out there that is starting to be taken advantage of if you talk to people within our industry, but certainly something that feels like there's still a long way to go. You mentioned our roundtable, Pitt and Quarry hosts an event called the Pitt and Quarry Roundtable and Conference just about every year. Our next one's going to be in February of 24 down in South Florida. And year after year, I feel like we're talking about the challenge of promoting our industry to people. Challenge number one, I would argue, in our industry is, is hiring people and maybe even more importantly, keeping people once you get them in the door. They don't know about your industry. They're not going to come to work for you. Uh, we have to promote the many benefits of what our industry does. And I think one thing that you know, younger generations, you know, people in their twenties, you know, like you appreciate Jack is you know the fact that they want to do things. They want to know that when they go to work, when they choose a career, that it's actually making a difference. And that's certainly something that that aggregate producers, that the quarries in their communities are doing. Um, you know, they're making a difference. Not everybody knows necessarily that there's, you know, a quarry in, in their backyard. Just There's quarries just about everywhere. They're in all 50 states. Pitt and Quarry distributes to, to all 50 states in, in Canada. Yeah, there's so much more awareness that, that needs to be put out there to the general public. And hopefully, you know, we can help do that while, again, also educating our, our core readership about 
the things that they need to do to effect, effectively run their their quarry businesses. Right. You know, and, and you mentioned sort of the awareness and people not necessarily knowing that quarries are there. It's it's one of the most eye-opening things for me when I joined was sort of the stigma or the stereotype, the stereotypical thoughts about quarries where there's such a negative perception that, you know, quarries will go out of their way to put berms up, build within, you know, build trees or build within an area of trees, you know, make any way for it to be essentially cut off as much as possible because they don't want to deal with the noise complaints, the vibration complaints. They don't want to have people you know, throwing a fit over, over a quarry when in reality, you know, it's like, yeah, there's, you know, there's, there, there are going to be some side effects, but ultimately what is being done in these facilities and at these locations is laying the groundwork for just about everything that we do in our day-to-day lives, our roads, our buildings. So I think, again, to your point, just to, to, to bring that awareness out, to bring that education so that people aren't looking at these operations with such a negative light is going to be a huge step that this industry, I think, needs to take. And, you know, hopefully we can play something of a role in that. Yeah, you're right. At the end of the day, having that local quarry, that that neighboring quarry, it might not be necessarily desirable by the neighbors, but but having those construction materials, that, that critical crushed stone, sand, and gravel come out of a more local facility, you know, that's doing the community a better service because, you know, as we'll talk about in a future episode, the cost of, of uh, materials goes up tremendously the farther away pits and quarries are located. So it's getting harder to, to locate quarries, start up a new quarry in, in neighborhoods nowadays just because of uh, you know nimbyism and, and communities. Like you said, maybe even having misinformation, not understanding the nature of the quarries and the, the critical value that they provide to the communities. But, but uh, you know, I'm really looking forward to kind of providing a new platform through Pitt and Quarry here with with this podcast to talk about that, you know, and to di- dive into some other issues too, Jack, because, you know, Pitt and Quarry, you know, you mentioned we're the authority on equipment and technology. Um, when we redesigned the magazine in 2016, we identified three core areas essentially that we wanted to be covering. You know, businesses is one of those, and, and we tell stories regularly, and we're talking about what's happening with community relations, but, but uh, you know, we also touch on safety regularly. We've got a section dedicated to safety content doing things more safely. And uh, the core essentially of our publication is, is technology, you know, we're, and there's a lot of technology that encompasses these, these operations, you know, crushing and screening, like you touched on, those are kind of what a lot of producers think of themselves first, you know, they go to go to work and they crush rock. Um, But there's a lot that goes into these operations. And it's pretty exciting. At the end of the day, when you think about the magnitude, you know, all the way from from drilling and blasting a site, um, down to getting, making sure that the materials are getting loaded out properly. You know, it's, uh, it's a lot of, a lot of technology and a lot of thought planning and logistics that goes into, to effectively getting that rock out the door. Yeah. And I think, you know, you're absolutely right. And I think one of the more eye-opening experiences for me, just a couple, a couple months, maybe three months after I, I started here, I, I was lucky enough to get the chance to go to Quarry Academy, which, our producer behind the scenes, Marie, is going to be going to uh, in November this year. And just seeing, you know, well, first off, they give you a binder full of all the different seminars and all the different things they're going to do. But to, as someone that was relatively new to the industry, to see so many people that are so not only passionate, but also so knowledgeable about this industry and covering everything from from the first drill and blast to stockpiling and conveying and getting everything where it needs to go. 
just seeing the entire process laid out like that was was really eye opening because you know I obviously got something of an idea from us working together and kind of you know reading the magazine getting a bit of an understanding like that but spending so much time around it and getting to understand the the extent to which this goes was was really impressive for me. Yeah, Jed, you had a chance to go earlier this year to Conexville Conag for the first time. I think I've been to four of those. That is North America's largest construction trade show. Massive. Um, and it's kind of where all things aggregates and construction converge. I mean, I, I can't fully remember my first Conexpo because it was a while back. But tell me about that experience, seeing all the equipment, seeing the, you know, the vastness of that, that and, you know, what that kind of told you about the impact our industry has and how much it touches at the end of the day. Yeah. So con expo was um, obviously just this past March and it was kind of fitting that it was sort of the last of the, I guess you could say the big three in our industry with uh, mine expo ag one, and then con expo as well that I went to uh, my first show was mine expo in September of 21 um, about a month after I started, which was in Vegas, similar to how con expo is. And I was pretty blown away by that. And then ag one in 2022 in uh, Nashville, which was also very impressive, but you know, you guys were telling me Con Expo is a different animal, and I was like, oh yeah, okay, you know, I'm like, it's uh, you know, it'll be big, you know, it's the Las Vegas Convention Center is obviously massive as it is. I'm like, okay, I kind of got a taste for this with my Expo, but man, you weren't kidding when you said Con Expo is a different animal. I mean, that it was beyond impressive. Not only the indoor exhibits, but all the space outdoor. I mean, cats display alone was enough to take my breath away. You know, the, the entire operator stadium they had, um, you know, and just seeing everything and just, it, 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 you know, we were there for, for a week and it felt like you needed another two weeks to really get everything. So it was a lot of, it was a lot of running around. It was kind of like, all right, well, we got to go here. Then we got to go here and then we got to go here. So, um, yeah, definitely a very, very impressive, very eye opening experience and looking forward to 2026. Yeah. That's going to be here before we know it because 23 snuck up on us after that 2020 Con Expo that was kind of modified by by COVID right at the front end of it. But, you know, I just bring up Con Expo because, again, it kind of is where all things aggregates converge, you know, where the equipment and technology publication. And, you know, this year we saw a lot of a lot of equipment there. You know, we heard a lot of talk about electric equipment, which is still kind of at the, the front end of the development of that. And, and uh, we're continuously keeping tabs of of the trends in equipment and technology that are taking place within the construction aggregate industry. It's always reinvigorating to kind of go to the show. Like you said, it's a marathon. I think everybody out there listening who's been to a Con Expo certainly feels that, you know, there's a feeling of relief getting to your end point, whether that's on, you know, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, or for us, you know, we head out of Las Vegas on Saturday, traditionally every three years for that show. But um, yeah, I mean, it, it, seeing everybody in one place, um, seeing the producers come together with all the manufacturers and their new equipment and wares, you know, it's, it's exciting for us to see. That's one of the more exciting things that, that we get to be a part of. And we do get to travel, like you said, for, uh, for our jobs, visiting quarries, visiting shows, you know, we attend a lot of shows and, and that's kind of, again, where we're going to pull out of our, uh, our drilling deeper material here for the podcast. You know, we're always having our, our ears, tap to the information insiders that are out there in the industry. And uh, you can look forward to seeing more of that here in the uh, the coming ones with our podcast. Yeah. You know, and you mentioned some of the shows we go to, I think 
for me personally, as you know, as exciting and as valuable and as rewarding as you know, Con Expo, Mine Expo, Ag One are, I, I think what I have found even more valuable and even more engaging, perhaps, are some of the state association shows we get to go to. I know late last year there was a like a ten day span where I was bouncing between Missouri and South Carolina doing those state association shows. Those were incredible experiences, and I think being able to get down to different states and being able to see how these sort of microcosms of the industry, how the people within it are being affected and how they are working with their state and how the state is is working with them is such a great glimpse of, of sort of the health of the industry. So, you know, those, those for me have been an absolute joy to get to experience, you know, I've met a ton of amazing people within the industry and have gotten to tell some, some, some awesome stories and hear some great feedback and, um, just like I said, kind of get a better understanding of, you know, we, we, we often tend to look at the industry as a whole sort of nationwide, maybe even worldwide at times, but, you know, being able to sort of get down to the state level, the community level, and sort of see how things are working, how things might not be working, how things can be done better. Um, for, for me, it is just a great experience. It's the people of this industry, the people of the aggregate industry that, that have kind of kept me in it. Um, I think people keep jobs because, you know, one, I guess their company's either good or bad. And if the company's good, they're going to stick around. But, you know, it's it's their boss. It's the person around them, the people around them that, uh, you know, either reinforce that it's a good place to work or a bad place to work in. Um, you know, obviously we work at one company. North Coast Media is the parent company of Pitt & Quarry Magazine. And, you know, that's contributed to my stay, my 11 years here at Pitt & Quarry. But a huge part of it is the people of our industry they're salt of the earth. You hear that phrase all the time. They are some of the kindest, hardest working people in in our country. Um, they're the type of people that ultimately keep our country moving forward because, you know, without them going to work, building, you know, crushing rock, producing, building materials, you know, we're not going to have the way of life that we do here in the U.S. And, and uh, you know, I may not have appreciated that when I set foot to do my job interview at Pitt and Quarry 11 plus years ago. But I certainly understand that now that without our readers of Pitt and Quarry going out and doing their jobs every day, you know, the United States of America as it is constructed is not going to be, you know, the number one nation. Sure. Our infrastructure needs some work. I don't necessarily know that our readers are to blame for that. I mean, I think there's maybe some other people in the nation's capital that are uh, at odds there, but, but, you know, our readers, a typical aggregate producer, you know, going out there every day, they're making sure that they're doing their part to, to provide the infrastructure needed to move goods, to uh, have the economy, the healthy economy that we pretty much have year in and year out here in this country. Yeah, you know, and I think one of the things that has sort of stuck with me the most in my two plus years I've been with Pitt and Quarry is every non-con expo year, We'll have the Pitt and Quarry Hall of Fame where, you know, we accept nominations and then we have a a board sort of look at those nominations, decide, you know, who gets in, what the, what the class looks like. Our most recent class was in 2022. It was a combination of 21 and 22 because of pandemic-related stuff, sort of some holdups. So, and I know one of the 2022 inductees, uh, Dave Tomey, he said something that he, I guess he says at the end of every speech and he says, I'm I'm going to paraphrase here, but if you take one thing away from this, every part of your life, you can attribute to aggregates, the building you're in, the road you drive on, the floors you're standing on, every, you know, our way of life would not be possible without 
these materials. And I just, you know, I thought about that at the time. I'm like, I'm thinking about everything around me. And, you know, obviously maybe, maybe a touch of hyperbole, of course, but, you know, to the, to the grander extent, I'm looking around and I'm thinking, well, yeah, that, yeah, that, that needs, that needs crushed stone. Yeah. That needs gravel. Yeah. That needs crushed stone. So it's like, it, it's, it's, it's a valid point. And I just think, you know, it, it's a, uh, it certainly is something that is uh, very true. We've covered a lot of ground here on episode one, talked about Con Expo, just the lack of awareness about our industry and, and a variety of other things. You can look for more. We're going to have podcasts coming out bi-weekly, so you can expect one every couple of weeks from Pit and Quarry. You can, of course, keep tabs on all things Pit and Quarry in your mailbox if you're getting your print edition there. Your digital edition should be in your email, so check us out there as well. Pit and Quarry Weekly Report, Pit and Quarry Roundtable, Pit and Quarry Hall of Fame. That's kind of the, the crazy thing about Pit and Quarry is that, again, 100-plus years ago, it started out as a handbook and then a magazine, and, and now here we are with print still at our core, but we're venturing into this this new realm of podcasts, and, and we're excited to, to be bringing a variety of content. Well, again, we'll have guests, we'll have perspective from Jack and I talking about our travels, the things that we're covering, get drilling in deeper on those things. And, and Jack, it's going to be a fun ride here with uh, our podcast for the months and hopefully years to come. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I know we were both a little both a little curious how this first one might go. I think uh, I think we got the first episode jitters out of the way a little bit. So very, uh, very excited to start to start tackling some of the big issues going on in our industry and, and letting people know all the good stuff Pin Quarry has going on. For Jack Kapansky, I'm Kevin Yannick. Until next time. 